Hello, hello, and bienvenidos to another episode of Quality Sense. Uh, this is a podcast to learn more about quality, about software testing, and anything related to that. My guest today needs no introduction. You have probably seen all of the amazing work he is doing at Testing, not only for his company, but for the testing community as a whole. He's been helping to inspire more testers and leaders to let their light shine by coaching them through giving their first talks, connecting them with others, and so much more. I'm talking about, of course, Tristan Lombard, a self-proclaimed stage mom and recovery social worker. He fell into test automation and community management a few years ago by taking a new role at Soslabs and hasn't looked back. In our conversation, we talk about the meaning of community, how testers can take more advantage of their network, overcoming the imposter syndrome, and much more. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Tristan, how can I express my feelings right now? Like uh, how happy, humble, uh, honor I feel uh, having you here in the show. Thank you so much for showing. How are you doing today? Well, I have to say first and foremost, Fetty, I really, really appreciate all that you're doing for all of the listeners out there at Quality Sense and um, everything that you've been doing for not just your teams at Abstracta, but also and also in our software quality community. Um, how am I doing? I tell everyone I'm living my best quarantine life. It's the best we can do, right? I've got my plants, I've got my community, and I have amazing leaders like you. So overall, overall pretty good. Yeah. That's the attitude. <laughs> Great. Do you remember how we met? <gasps> like it was yesterday. <laughs> we'll set the scene, y'all. So I met Fetty um, December 11th. I know this because I had oh. to go back and look at my pictures. Yes. Huh? February 11th in 2019, when I was running our Selenium meetups in San Francisco, back when I worked at Sauce. And I remember you... Um, you wanted to collaborate and we just like, I just, I fell, I, I just like fell in love with your passion for community and how you were connecting people there. And we were supposed to do an event together and then God bless America, COVID hit. But I, I you left such an impression and we just stayed in contact and then you jump started. And now it's 2021. It's been almost, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yes, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but uh, well, and, and I ask you this also because this is one. Uh, this is part of our main topic of conversation today, which is related to how to take advantage of the communities. There are thousands of communities out there, and mm -hmm. I believe that testers are not taking uh, all the advantages they could, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you been uh, building communities even from the scratch. Uh, so that's what I like to hear your experience and your perspective about the topic. But so you mentioned you were uh, working on the Soslabs Selenium test automation in the Bay Area. Mm -hmm. And uh, now with testing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's always related to software testing. So I wonder how you ended up working in software testing particularly. 
<laughs> uh, that's a great question. Uh, I tell everyone I'm a recovering social worker that fell into <laughs> test automation and community management and software testing. I, I was like, I don't know how this happened. Um, if it, I will, difficult to see a connection, but <laughs> there's always a, yeah, I think there's always a connection. You know, I think that um, from having a lot of my experience been primarily working with homeless youth in San Francisco, um, I always tell people, if you can help someone um, dealing with the meth-induced psychosis, you can deal with any executive. Wow. Yes. <laughs> uh, no tea, no shade. But it's true, right, is that um, I think that for me, part of my journey has always been, how do I support others? How do I lift others up? And how do I build community? That's a number one aspect of um you know, a number one aspect when it comes to community building. And I had graduated from Columbia, I got my master's and I, I, I had been in nonprofit my whole professional career. And I remember um, thinking, I don't wanna, I need, I wanna go where there's a more resource rich um, environment. Uh, it can be draining when you have a 60 plus caseload of homeless youth dealing with different levels of mental wellness. Um, homelessness, you know, having experienced homelessness myself um, when I was a teenager, I really wanted to have an opportunity to give back. And I felt like social work had really been my calling. I just couldn't afford it anymore personally, you know, and I remember a job had opened up at Sauce Labs around recruiting. A friend connected me with someone. I saw this woman named Anna Marie who had her fun bun on top of her head, was so tired and exhausted and was like, help me, you know, <laughs> help me scale our teams and um, we can start a diversity and inclusion program together. And I was like, I like all of that. Social worker and me stepped up and I was like, I'm going to help this woman out. And immediately, immediately once I joined two weeks after at our holiday Christmas party, um, uh, someone in marketing, a leader in marketing reached out and was like, come work for me. And I was like, mm, I promised a year with Anna Marie. And so I helped recruit 118 people in one year scale, was always building community internally. But at that year mark, switched over to marketing, um, helped them relaunch, rebrand, their customer community secret sauce, which is built around community um, and originated at a Selenium meetup. Um, shout out to Lisa Leiden and the others involved. And then from there, I also ran our meetups. And so, you know, continued to scale, uh, but community has always been at the heart of it. And then, you know, Testum offered me an opportunity to start a community from scratch. And uh, I couldn't say no to Oren and Ronit. Oren's, Oren's a dear. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Uh, but what does a community mean to you? Mm, yeah, absolutely. For me, when I think about community, I'm always thinking about, you know, what is the value? You know, our Testem community isn't just around um, getting people more familiar with Testem. While it is a part of it, it's, it's, it's agnostic of the automation tools um, and or, you know, languages that you use. It's about providing value for our community members and leaders. And I say my, my philosophy around community management and what community means is first, what, what opportunities for our customers are we providing to you know, connect with our dev and product leaders and influence our roadmap? 
you know, 59% of our customers that joined um, stated the number one reason why they joined this community was for that very reason. So by providing the value, we, that's my first point. My second point around what community means to me is it's continuous learning opportunities through and through. Again, while we do provide opportunities for our customers, our community is open to anyone who's passionate around software quality and development and using any framework and or language. And so I tell people it's about continuous learning opportunities through and through. And what does that look like? That value? That's you know, pulling in leaders and shining a light on them, talking about, you know, introduction to test automation or, you know, what I'm really passionate about, those software quality advocates, right? Getting them the light, getting sharing best practices, making sure that we're not just focusing content and learning for those who are starting off. Also those directors, I want to provide value with the, for those directors and those QA leads and managers. There, those are different forms of content, right? Those are different questions we're asking. We recently had a best practice practices and documentation for software testing, right? How are we continuing to improve software quality? And what are some great strategies? What's your tech stack for improving documentation? We had Meredith Folk, Director of Technical Content, come in the other day. We did live events, right? Those live events, those smaller ones that you have where it's like 20 people tops, mwah. I love those. I love those. And people are like, how many people showed up? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Those are a numbers game. That's a whole other thing. But how are we providing continuous learning opportunities? Sure, we also had a event where we had over 60 people show up to hear Michael Cohen, senior front-end developer at Habab, talk about what test automation and team alignment means to him. Sure, love that story. It's about creating different continuous learning opportunities, whether it's in-person, I'm sorry, whether it's virtual or um, online, right? How do we continue those conversations in the community after the event, right? By having those two value props, whether it's about affording opportunities for our customers to influence our product roadmap, or having anyone attend one of our continuous learning opportunities and continue the conversation in the community. That's how we provide value. That's what a community means to me. Um, it's about being continuously learning together, continuously supporting each other, and hoping too that for those that are a part of our community, that they're continuously inspired to give back, whether it's answering a question around, hey, you know, how would you deal with this um, distribution of teams at your org, given some challenges around budget? How are you dealing as a manager with, you know, deployment pain? Um, not just during COVID, but, you know, over a holiday while we're working remotely too, and inspiring them to share and give back. And that can look like a number of things. But my number one thing around what is community is it's making sure that you are always providing value as a community manager and you're not doing it because this could lead to X amount of leads. Like we're we're all in a business together. We're not a nonprofit, yeah. let's be real clear. That said, it's a community manager's job to make sure that the community members, that we are advocating for them first and foremost, and the leaders in that space. And I believe that everyone is a leader, whether you are a manager, whether you're leading a project, we are all leaders. And so I think about our community members as leaders and how am I helping them lead uh, together? That's amazing. And I can tell part of my story about the some communities I share with you. I can tell that thanks to you and, and the communities you're building, I met a lot of people, even people that I inter interviewed here in, in this uh, podcast. It's thanks to you because you connect uh, someone that you believe that she or he could, uh, you know, 
share some knowledge or, or have something of value for other people. So, uh, and in this process, I learned, this person learned, uh, and the community learned. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, mm-hmm. that's great. It's, it's, my, it's, 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 it's a side passion project of mine. Don't tell anybody. Um, okay, spoiler alert. I call myself stage mom um, and, I, and I mean it through and through. Back when we had in-person events where I met you, um, it was a young engineer who had never done public speaking before. I love him so much. Shout out to Andrew. Love that guy. He'd been talking about a topic he had never done before. Was so nervous. He got hives on his face. It was so cute. Being there to help him celebrate him. That's so important to me. Um, you know, there's behind majority of these engineers that you're seeing publicly speaking, there is a, someone supporting them, whether it's someone in marketing going over the script, whether it's a mentor helping them, coaching them, there's always someone who helped people get out there. That's what I love to do. And I also just love to connect people, celebrate. It's, it's, just, it's just something that I firmly believe in. Um, I tell everyone, my network is your network. It's about relationships, right? Yes. The, the industry where we are is like uh, for, for business opportunities, for learning opportunities, and for so many things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. And that's one thing I also want to make sure that people touch on is y'all, y'all need to make sure that y'all are on your LinkedIn game, that you are doing your social media thing. You know, I said this before to you, hiring managers these days, they're not just looking at your CV. They're looking at how many, you know, repos you're contributing to. They're looking at what blogs you publish. They're looking at what speaking events you've done. They're also looking at the size of your network. So network, y'all, like it's so important. Your LinkedIn speaks volumes. And I can say this as someone who was briefly in recruiting, the recruiters are looking. They're looking at all that. So network, connect. I'd like to make a short pause to thank Abstracta for sponsoring this podcast. Abstracta is a company fully dedicated to software testing that can work with you to push the quality of your product and processes to the next level. So, we are talking about learning, uh, yes. connecting with people. What are the things you have learned so far in, in the, um, be, be, uh, being part of different communities? Mm-hmm. Because I am thinking if I'm a tester or developer or whatever, and I'm planning to join a, a, a community, what, what I can expect from, this, uh, from joining that community? Yeah, I would say from joining our Testum community specifically, what you're going to get is you're going to get that VIP onboarding approach. I call it my um, Mrs. Carter Beyonce, let me cater to you, VIP touch, if you will, open palm pivot. Yes, it's it's always making sure that you know each person, you know their story, you know, you know, when anyone joins, they get a message from me saying, you know, about our community, what to expect, which channels for learning around testing, but not just testing, around software quality in general. So um, I also ask them to share where they're coming from because I think that location where we're at, just because it's virtual, that doesn't change anything. It's cultural, right? I want to know where they're coming from. So I want to know, hey, are you coming from the Netherlands? Where is it? And I have a whole list of people and where they're sitting. And I connect them with one other person that in that geographically close to them. And 
someone that I think will provide value for them. I also make sure that I share a resource for them, a continuous learning resource, right? So whether it's an upcoming event that I think would benefit them in particular, whether it's a blog article or a resource or directing them to a few of the different prompts in our community, you know? Um, and then what I also do on top of that is I check in with them. These are relationships, right? And so I always tell people, hey, you can automate your tests. You cannot automate relationships. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Shout out to Comsor though, that um, is incredible and has been a real, real help in helping, you know, us with analytics on the back again, because I like to think I have a great memory. I can't remember it all. Comsor has been incredible in terms of helping on the back end with some analytics so that I'm able to better deep dive into our community members. And our community has been on Slack now since around June of last year, and we've scaled. Um, I'm about providing community opportunities for everyone. And the other thing too, is that we have additional opportunities within our testing community, um, not just for anyone, but specifically for our VIP customers as well. While our community is, is for everyone, um, it was really important for me that we create communities within communities, right? And so having a VIP product group channel where any of our customers can connect live with our dev and product leaders, having a private VIP channel, testing labs, so all of our customers that are excited about experimental new features can try them out and share feedback. And it's not just for our customers, it's for anyone. We have a private, we have a non-private channel, but we have a channel that you would have to search to find. It's our hashtag DevOps book club, y'all. This is something that happened organically where, you know, Nanjani, she's a dev advocate at Lyft. She saw a post I did on LinkedIn about, um, you know, a book club recap. And she goes, oh my gosh, Tristan, it's been a long time. Uh, uh, do you have a book club? I would love to join. And I said, I don't have one, but that's a great idea. Let's Not have a yet. virtual coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we started one. We read Accelerate, you know, with um, Dr. Nicole Ferguson, you know, Jess Humble and Jean Kim. It was a huge hit. Um, and then we, you know, and it was really cool to hear, have a developer there and talk about why developers need to have the free will to be able to choose their tools. It's going to help inspire them. And having, you know, uh, Lisi there, principal tester, you know, talking about her own experience and having a dev advocate like Nanjani and myself, it was a small group. It was a small group together having a discussion around a book and it's those types of experiences that you can have in our community. It's those organic relationships, you know, that said, I am a, I'm a little bit of a schemer. Um, I founded a secret society at sauce labs with one of my friends called uh, ministry of mischief mom for short. We saw it on square. They were up to no good for the good of all. So mischief, it's in my nature for fun. So you're always going to have a little bit of a saucy flair in the testing community. Um, I love a good emoji. I have a channel just for gifts because sometimes right now during this, during COVID, people are depressed, y'all. We've got good days and we have bad days, but bless us, we have days. It's really great to have a channel where there are no words, just gifts. You can say how you're feeling. That's kind of the sauciness. We have a channel just for fitness because during COVID, and this is part of my holistic approach to software qualities, it's people. How are we even touching people at different levels? We're not just here to help up level your test automation skills. We're not just here for leaders to be able to provide best insights into team distribution, software quality, best practices. We're also meeting people at where they're at. If I can inspire some, someone to get their butt out of their chair and go do a plank train challenge, 
Shout out to Lisa Crispin, by the way, who has been on that challenge. This is the type of, of, of human touch and software quality that I really think is missing in our industry. I think that so many people are so focused on, um, how do I put this as gently to these listeners? <laughs> um, coming from social work and falling into this space, I have noticed some things about the software quality community. Cynicism. Skepticism, um, um, a sense of a sense of entitlement in terms of their knowledge is the number one way to go, and I think it's really important to bring out those human, bring out opportunities for human connection, so that people can start to build relationships. So that they can, so that they can be inspired to have more authentic conversations where we don't try and put other people down, where we, where we actually support people. You don't have to have the right answer. You can just share your opinion and inspire others. Um, I tell everyone to expect in our community. I say one of my favorite things was having someone post a picture of their new um, Bluetooth enabled grill and um, that they were excited to smoke some meat and have someone else question, um, start talking about security testing and IoT devices. And, and it became a whole conversation. And I told myself, Tristan, only in software testing does this happen and only in the testing community. Like, I love it. I live for it. Um, our community is for anyone who's passionate about software quality and development. We have fun too, though. <laughs> that's, that's good. So um, for, for what you say, I, I think uh, going back to the original question, uh, mm -hmm. what can you expect from a, what can you expect from a, a community? Mm -hmm. Basically, many things and if your expectations are not met it's just talking with you and you will prepare another channel or <laughs> accommodate anything that absolutely. is needed right absolutely yeah i live to serve that's what i say is for community management my, my number one thing is i am we, we're in the service of others and um, obviously we have competing priorities you know but at the end of the day i my calendly link is one Slack message away. I tell everyone when they join, I'm a Slack message away. Let me know what you want, the content that you want. Hey, maybe you're interested in doing public speaking. You know, Craig Randall, who's been in the industry for 20 plus years now. He's the director of QA. He's going to be talking at one of our events. He reached out to me. He said, I love these community events. Can I speak at one of them? Absolutely, Craig. No problem. Let me shine a light on you. Stage mom <laughs> here. You know what I mean? So there's a number yeah. of ways that we can help people support them in their quality goals. And what about the other way around? I mean, I mean, um, if I join, yes. there is some expectation from me. Should I do something or should I, you know? I'm so glad that you asked that, Fede. <laughs> what a great question. Yes, yes. Well, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a golden rule in community management, which I think is really important that we don't talk about. About 90%, I don't have the exact statistic for this um, in terms of, I don't have exact source for this, but usually what you should expect in a community as a community manager is that about 90% of the people will join and there'll be no action, right? They'll watch. Um, their observers, right? Then you have probably about eight, seven, eight percent who are more passively engaged. They may use an emoji. They may chime in once or twice. Then you have that two or so percent of those power users that we, you know, want to continue to inspire and cultivate. So when you join our community, you, my number one ask is always, 
let us know where you're coming from and let our community know how we can help you. That's my philosophy. My philosophy is not, you know, ask your community members what they can do for your community. Ask your community what they can do for your community members, right? That's really important. We want to be able to have people know there is no expectation except letting a community know how we can help you. Um, and that's how I think people really understand the value of our community. I'm very clear that our community should be about continuous learning, continuous support, continuous curiosity, right? I want people to ask questions. I will say, of course, we're going to have people from time to time that, you know, aren't exactly sure how they can support and engage. I say a big part of it is put yourself out there. You know, I'm always impressed how many people in our community as engineers are, um, introverted even via Slack. <laughs> yeah. And it's my job to try and help them and connect them together. Yeah. Um, well, and the other thing I would say too, is that, you know, hiring is a big passion for me as well. Career development is really important for me as well. Accessibility. So we have different channels and opportunities for people to connect. And, you know, my other thing too, is that like, I've been a proud supporter of Ministry of Testing for ever. I've, you know, been an MC at one of their events. Shout out to Angie Jones for letting me have that opportunity. You know, I've hosted their virtual event online. Shout out to Heather Reed and Richard Bradshaw. You both are treasures. So my number one point there is there are so many communities right now. And um, <laughs> the last thing people want to do is join another community. <laughs> like, I understand. I get it. But I still push people to do that, to take advantage. What I'm learning in a thread in Ministry of Testing, what I'm learning from Rajesh and Testing Tribe, you know, like what I'm learning from, you know, um, I'm also in like TechWell. I'm in, I think, over 162 groups combined when we think about um, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, forum, um, Slack. I'm in a ton of groups and I'm always looking for value in different places. And so the number one thing comes back to relationships. How are you as software quality leaders leveraging these different communities to get insights that will help improve your quality practice? One of the number one things I always recommend, you know, um, to a lot of these people out there, I was having a great conversation with Sumon Bala, quality advocate at Sky. And we were talking about, you know, this idea around flaky tests and how to embrace them and what that looks like for software quality. And, you you know, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it's true. Sorry. Yes, Testum is a leading AIP's test automation solution. That said, that said, I do think that, you know, 100% of my automated tests, a test pass 100% of the time. I think Alan Page said that, and I 100% agree with that. Not all of your tests are always going to pass, right? What are we learning? Angie Jones said this, right? Um, those tests that are failing, they're trying to tell you something, right? Never trust a test that didn't fail at least once. Like, I do think that um, how are you, it goes back to this topic, right? She was talking about flaky tests and how we need to embrace them and learn from them. And I said, girl, put that out in the community. See what other people are saying, right? Because if you are going to be a leader and you're going to be inspiring others and you're going to be doing these presentations around the world, add the community component to it. Ask your community, take those thoughts. You don't have to agree with all of them, synthesize it. And when you're doing a leadership talk, boom, 
This is what the community is saying, y'all. So often software quality leaders are so wrapped up in their own narratives. Um, so often software quality leaders are um, limited to a company that they've been at for maybe 10 years and risen up in that leadership. You, what, what are other people doing? You know what I mean? Um, it's fascinating. The, my, my number one of my favorite things about working at Testum has been having the opportunity of connecting with so many of our customers and also in our Testum community with people that are not our customers and hearing like, hey, we've been doing it this way. It hasn't been working. What do we do differently, right? That's where this community comes in, any community, not just yeah. mine. We, we all have our blind spots. And yes. when we belong to a community, there is diversity and th there's probably the only way you can realize of, of your own blind spot, right? Mm -hmm. So, and sharing what you, what's your view and asking for other perspectives. It's, yes. Uh, And I will say as well, because let me be real clear, um, it's, it's, it's not easy to put yourself out there, y'all. Like, it's not easy to put yourself out there, whether it's getting up on a virtual stage or asking a simple, asking a prompt in Slack or in all these forums. It's hard. You know, I have leaders and I, I will ping them because I know what they're doing out there. Excuse me. I know what they're doing out there in terms of... Um, Uh, you know, what projects they're working on. Or I see a LinkedIn post or I have a personal relationship with them. And I say, hey, you should put that in the community. And they're like, well, I'm worried it's not going to sound right. And I go, give it to me. Let me mm -hmm. wordsmith it for you. Let me massage it. That's no problem. <laughs> it's not just that we have so many people from around the world where English isn't their first native language. You know, and I celebrate that. It's that so many people um, in our communities, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not the best writers. That's okay. That's okay. You can write lines of automation. You can scale your teams. We don't expect you to do it all. You know what I mean? So I'm helping people all the time formulate the prompt in the best way and then tagging other leaders that I think would be interested in continuing that conversation. I think this is very inspiring also what you are doing, Tristan, because it's uh, really important to have someone, you know, I, I'm not an English uh, native, And I have a podcast <laughs> in English, you know, yes. but you need these people telling you, come on, do it. You can do it. It's a, we need that, that um, of course, that massaging in our messages and our work. And also that people saying cheering, <laughs> cheering us, right? 1000%, 1000%. You know, I mean, I, think I, I cannot tell you some of the abstracts that I have seen. Disaster you know, disaster. And I'm like, I love you. Bless you. As we say in the South where I'm from, bless your heart. Like, I'm going to help you though. I'm going to help you with that. My goal is always to, like you said, champion. Um, this is part of what our software testing industry needs to change. We need to change and, 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 and find a way to stop We can, be, we can be critical of others in terms of like the approach to quality and software. We can, we can ask questions for sure. Let's do it in a kind way. Let's do it in a curious way. And let's do it together as a community. And I think part of that is leading with love. You know, there's a labor bureau statistic from, um, gosh, I think it was like probably like six or seven years ago, but it was talking about how by 2030, we'll see a 20% increase in people in the nonprofit and the for-profit sector. And I always tell people, why is that? Why should you hire people from nonprofit? And specifically, why should people that are, had nonprofit experience go into for-profit? <laughs> I think the software testing community could really use some more social workers personally um, to, to help, you know, But I do say it's, 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 
because we are resourceful. We've worked with people from any background. And I think on top of it, it's, it's our deep passion and appreciation for people. And I think that's where community management really comes in there. Um, we're not here for ourselves. We're here for other people. I really want to be there for that solo tester on a team that feels, you know, not heard and left out partly due to COVID, partly because of management changes. They're not sure how to position themselves as a software quality advocate for their teams, you know, for that um, developer that's really, really passionate about learning more about test automation and they don't know where to start. Don't make the assumption people that developers know test automation. Please don't. It's not fair. You know, like teach, learn together. Um, there's a role and there's a place at the table for every single person out there. It is also important that we're challenging ourselves. We had an event with Mike Lyles, you know, testing is not a nine to five job. And it's so important. Like your company may be providing great education for you, opportunities internally. At the end of the day, it's not your boss's job to teach you everything. Your professional development is on you and your journey, and you can do that with peers and others. Read a good book. I know that you'd asked me, what are some of the books that I'm reading right now? Why, Fetty, I'm so glad you asked. Conveniently, <laughs> I have this my top five right here for you. Yes, oh. I thought about this. Are you That's ready? It. Yeah, please, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> You're never inviting me back ever again. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm planning. I'm actually. I'm thinking of the next session because <laughs> there I are know. so many questions we we still have to to answer. You know, uh, but I'm glad you uh, give this step forward because <laughs> continuous learning is important, and this is something that you can expect not just in our community. I think this is something you should expect in yourself. You know, um, we have a DevOps book club in the community, but what I also wanted to say is. Make a goal for yourself, y'all. Make a goal. One book a month minimum, right? So for me, Accelerate, Building and Scaling High-Performing Technology Organizations, Dr. Nicole Ferguson, Jess Humble, Jim Kim, highly recommend this book. We're still waiting for a sequel, Nicole. Keep us updated on your meeting with your publisher. I would say as well... Oh my gosh, I cannot say enough things. For all of you software quality advocates, Obvi, leading quality, how great leaders deliver high quality software and accelerate growth. Uh, and as well, um, Ron Cummings, John. I am obsessed with this man. Erica Chestnut mentioned this book to me. I read it in one quick sitting over the weekend. I immediately reached out to Ron and I was like, Ron, I need to meet you. I want to celebrate you. Ron and I are best friends now. That's the power of community. His book is in incredible. I highly recommend it to software quality advocates. When in doubt, y'all, as, as, as software testers, right, your quality advocates, go back to the good book. The DevOps handbook is my Bible for best practices. It's very hard to understand every stage of the DevOps scene. New tools are coming out all the time. This book um, would love to have another edition. It's still a classic. I'm obsessed. I would say as well, um, my other good book, and we had Lisa Crispin on as well, Janet Gregory, You're a Queen, Agile Testing, Practical Guide for Testers and Agile Teams. There is a lean edition out there, y'all, if you need it. This book has inspired so many people. This is my, oh, my go-to. Highly recommend it. Lastly, <clears throat> being a software quality advocate means that you are not just advocating for quality for your teams. You're managing up to 
right? You're trying as a director of QA to figure out how you can advocate for more budget so that you get some more of those testers, right? And your dev ratio is, is right. How are you doing that as a leader to inspire your teams during COVID and remote work era, right? It's leading with brave, it's leading with vulnerability, y'all. This book, I have every Brene Brown book, Daring Greatly is the number one that I would recommend for y'all. She's got a podcast on Spotify. Um, I highly recommend Brene Brown to everyone. Learn how to be a more vulnerable leader. It'll make you a better one, a better software quality advocate. So those are my top five books for you, Fetty. Amazing, amazing. I, I want to hi highlight one in particular, which is the only one which is not specifically related to our industry. I love all the work from Brene Brown. Vera, you know Vera from our team, she's like always uh, teaching us, uh, bringing a lot of learning from, from Brené, and it's amazing. Yeah, change, change the way I see leadership, you know? 1,000%, 1,000%. Although I will say, and this is controversial, sometimes shame can be a little useful. Mm. <laughs> Maya Angelou says, don't call them out, call them in. So I like to balance a little bit of it all together. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tristan, one of the last questions for you because we are running out of time. Yes. Um, if you have to think about uh, advice on how to improve your quality sense, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. what would you say? How, how do you improve your quality sense? Absolutely. For me, like I said before, you can automate your test. You can't automate relationships. When it comes to software quality, my quality sense, I continue to lean in for insights into others. I think for me, it's, I tell y'all, get a Calendly account. It's going to be the best thing that you've done for your professional career. I'm serious. I mean that. Um, I'm not getting endorsed by Calendly for this, by the way, <laughs> although I would like a discount for next year. My Calendly account, my Calendly account has allowed me the opportunity to connect with now over, I think, 182 DevOps, software quality advocates, um, test automation leaders. And I've learned from them um, better practices for advocating for quality and mainly, mainly from these leaders leaders, how you advocate up to executives, what that means. And I think that's a skill that I'm, we, we don't have enough in our community. We have a lot of great introductory work around, you know, um, introduction to test automation, shout out to test automation university. You're incredible. We also need to have more um, uh, leadership around how that the human part of it, right? Lara Hogan does a great job of this. I think there need to be more, uh, there need to be others out there. Marit is incredible as well. How are we um, giving more opportunities for those QA leaders, for those directors to be able to manage upward and advocate for more quality? And so to answer your question, not in a short way, has been, <laughs> has been, I'm self-aware, has been, uh, you know, really, I've been leaning into these leaders and learning from them, you know, and what I found from talking to all of these different leaders now is, y'all, no one has it figured out. No one has it figured out. And the ones that do, they're faking it. So don't worry about it. You know, really what I've learned has been leaning into other leaders. I love my VPs, my directors, my QA leaders. I'm leaning into those people and I'm learning how they got up to the top and what they are doing to advocate for quality amongst and for their boards. I think that's been really important. So my advice to anyone, how do you, uh, how do you improve your quality sense? It's learning how to manage up. 
I like to think that like I, my, like my heart, my brain is a treasure chest of relationships and I will open them up to anyone else. I also keep them close to my heart as well. Like I really, really do genuinely love most of the people, some of you, bless you. I do love everyone, but some I love a little bit more than others. It's true. But I think, how are we inspiring people together to learn and connect with each other? And I know that, you know, um, while COVID has been so hard and has devastated so many communities and has been awful, I'm not here to like spin a positive because it's terrible what's happened. I will say the one thing that I am grateful for has been the deeper relationships it has afforded me, not just with my teammates and not just with members of our community and leaders. Shout out to you leaders out there. You all are not licensed therapists, but you, you really are trying and I love you for it. And on top of it as well is the ways that we've broken down the barriers of those in-person meetings and how we are coming together deeper on these meetups online, on Slack. So um, I know that we're running out of time. I want to say, Fetty, um, thank you so much for being such an advocate at Testum and for all that you're doing at Abstracta. If anyone wants to continue to grow together and learn, I highly encourage you check out the Testum community. We don't market, we don't spam, just continuous learning or attend one of our meetups in the Modern Test Automation Group. We're always serving quality content to help you continue to be better software quality advocates. Amazing, amazing. I, I really like how you uh, help me interview yourself. <laughs> Asking the questions that I'm thinking. I am not gonna lie. I love. I live. I live for a good interview, and I have to say, kudos to you, friend. And I'm also really excited about all the other speakers that you have um, lined up in 2021, y'all. This is going to be a major year for Quality Sense, so definitely enjoy every podcast that Fetty's got coming your way. There's some good stuff, y'all. Thank you, Tristan, for the interviews. Thank you for the introductions. Thank you for the platforms that you are building. And please continue the good work. <laughs> I lead by your example, friend. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope your sense for quality got better after this conversation. Thank you so much for listening. And please subscribe to Quality Sense Podcast. Tell your friends, your family, your colleagues, or whoever you think can benefit from listening to it. I hope to see you soon. Adios, amigos.